0: Hi folks, welcome to Follow the Leader, a podcast focused on telling character-driven stories through the use of GM-less tabletop games where we can all take the lead. You can find us on Twitter at FTLcast and at FTLcast.com. We also have a Patreon at Patreon.com slash LTFcast. Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) We also have a Patreon at Patreon.com slash FTLcast. Oh boy! Today we're playing Dungeon Bitches by Emily Allen. For those of you who are new to this game, here's the basics. This is a game wherein disaster lesbians get fucked up in dungeons. Here's the pitch. A faux medieval gritty fantasy setting with all your standard crap heteropatriarchal coal assumptions. Political marriages, dowries, etc, etc. Not the best society to be a queer girl in. Luckily, if the thought of getting married off and having to pretend like you're happy with that is too much for you, there are two options. You can run away and join a nunnery, or you can run away, join a band of similar, heavily armed bitches, and make a living as mercenaries, tomb robbers, and adventurers. This is far less socially acceptable and far more dangerous, but you might get rich, fall in love, and be able to wreak terrible vengeance on the society that wronged you. Uh, I'm Sam, you can find me on Twitter at SAKalo, and my pronouns are he, him. Playing with me today, we have... I am
1: Emily Allen. Pronouns are she or fae. I write RPG books. Dungeon Bitches is probably the biggest one I've written so far. And you can find me at Dying Stylishly on Twitter or Cave Girl Games at Blogspot. Uh,
2: hey, I'm Mixtress Khan, everyone's favorite he, him, lesbian. I am a game designer, artist, and almost a musician. Uh, but most importantly, I'm the editor for Dungeon Bitches. You can find me at kkdream.itch.io or on Twitter, uh, and heads up for Reclaim Slur, uh, at DreamboatDyke.
3: And I'm August. You can find me on Twitter at HarpyDora. My pronouns are they, them. And I was just leading a recording a little while ago, so I was starting to go into the leading stuff. So don't huh. mind me. <laughs>
0: So our lines, things that we absolutely don't want to see, are sexual assault and misandry against trans men, and our veils are explicit sexual content. As you guys can see, we have a little bit different lines and veils today, because we're playing in a different kind of... We're playing in one of those games that just kind of has stuff. Uh Here for the content warnings, there's sexism, racism, violence in general, and it may include violence against children, so if any listeners have problems with that... um, when we're editing it, cut it in if it does involve violence against children.
3: Hi, Note from Future August here. Uh there was not any violence against children. But I'll let you get back to the rest of the episode. And take care of yourselves, listeners. Yep. Yeah,
0: um, this one's probably gonna be a pretty heavy one. Yep. Because that's the nature of the game. Well, now that we've got all that settled, uh, let's get started. Woo!
3: So, uh, let's start with uh Emily, if you'd like to go a little bit deeper into uh what makes makes dungeon bitches tick, and then uh we can go into our characters and then the uh well actually no, would it be better to do the town and dungeon and then characters um I think the town and dungeon first personally
1: um, I think it gives you some nice context, okay, to build off
3: cool. Then uh we'll do the town and dungeon that we'll be hailing from, and then we'll do our characters, and then we will play the diddly dang game. Okay. Hell Ooh. yeah.
1: So when you say what makes it tick, do you mean like in terms of mechanically or in terms of like what the fiction and the themes and stuff are?
3: Uh in terms of the fiction and the themes, the mechanical okay. stuff we can we can explain as they come up in play. Yeah.
1: Okay, so like the basic pitch I would give for the game is that it's about the way that like adversity forms communities and the way that being in shitty situations will push people together and the way that people bond in that like it's it's really really simple like the heart of it is you have some people with terrible things happening to them and you see if their connections to each other are strong enough to cope with that which i mean like, I think most queer people will get that dynamic, you know? Yeah. And, like, the standard gloss for the game is, you know, kind of medieval fantasy. But I've seen it adapted to a lot of different settings. Um, really? Like, it can work in all kinds of stuff. Like, the core themes are always there.
3: Neat. Good shit. Hell yeah. Uh, So, Dungeon Bitches also comes with some really cool, like, random town and dungeon generation i'll end up posting the pictures on twitter but part of the generation involves uh literally dropping dice on a piece of paper and using that to kind of like figure out some of the potential relationships between forces in the town and the the dungeon so we got a pretty interesting town out of our town generation so there are always a few features you can expect every town to have namely an inn or hostel that travelers can stay at overnight a tavern to go get drunk in a local church with its appointed priest and a local noble who runs this place through the application of wealth and force and then we also have some other forces at play in the town which include political radicals wealthy merchants uh, a prominent citizen who's also secretly a kidnapper slash murderer of women and a uh, well-armed militia and a fundamentalist religious sect that is separate from the church in our town. That's fun. Yeah, it's fun. There's going to be schisms. Yeah. And one of the cool yeah. things about it is like, oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Skan, I cut you off.
2: Oh, no, uh, you're... Fine. I was just gonna say that also they they ended up like the opposite ends of the map, so it's quite the schism.
3: <laughs> yeah. Like, the one of the cool things about the dice drop is, like, the further away the dice are, the less they like each other. Oh, I didn't get that either. Yeah. I understand. So, that. like, the church ended up on one side of the map and the religious uh, fundamentalists ended up on the other. And, like, the wealthy mercenaries are even farther away from them than the churches, so they hate each other's guts. (laughs) It's great. Unfortunately, the militia and the noble are associated with the uh, religious sect, so that's not fun. Don't worry about it. I'm sure it won't come up.
2: (laughs) Yeah. No. And it also probably won't come up that the church they split from is kind of in tight with the guy who definitely kidnaps and murders women. I'm sure yeah. that won't come up at all.
0: Don't worry yeah. about
1: it! That's it's fine! It's fine! What could possibly go wrong? I'm looking at this map and already I want to burn everything.
0: I know,
3: right? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs>
0: so, uh, because we're playing a really short game, I'm guessing we're either going to be in the dungeon or like in the town. Cause, like we've got a one-shot here. There's not really <laughs> a whole lot of time for us to do a lot.
1: Looking at it... I I think pick one and if shit goes badly enough in one you can always retreat to the other. Mm. True. Would be my go-to.
3: I think it depends yeah. on what we find to be more interesting um, yeah. of the two. Mm. Um so in as far as like further random town generation, we also have town quirks, which are mist shrouded and there's graffiti everywhere. Uh we have a section for when you go looking for trouble. Uh, which is like kind of like a criminal element sort mm-hmm. of we have a girl who was accused of a non-existent crime and two girls who were flogged for quote-unquote indecency we have the category I go looking for fun uh, and that means that there's a really talented tattooist in town and uh, there is gambling on chess games which just tickles me to death I just love that <sighs> just like high stakes chess is fucking incredible pretty good uh, some of the rumors in town are war looms on the horizon, which, given the giant schism uh, and mm-hmm. the fact that there's militia associated with the fundamentalists, that's uh, not too surprising. Ah, a holy civil war. And another rumor is graves are getting robbed. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder about that one. Uh, mm. uh, <laughs> uh, seems like the uh, religious it. fundamentalists might be necromancers. We really don't know. We don't know. We, you know, we have no clue what could be causing this. Um. Anyway, mm. so some significant event, significant events in town, which I'm guessing could be past or possible future, um, are a coup and a general religious uh, revival, revival, revival. They're just vibing. They're just vibing. Yeah. So sometimes the dice know. Sometimes everything comes together. Yeah. And there's a similar uh sort of generation for our dungeon. We have, at a kind of like our top layer of our dungeon, we have the layer of a drake, and then the level below that we have two separate areas where it's an abandoned mines and a tomb for- fortified to keep people out. And at the bottom of the dungeon we have a sacrificial pit. And... Inside The factions inside the dungeon include a brood of vampires nice, and nice. Uh, shapeshifting uh, spider puppet masters, which are both on the top level. And because there's not terribly much distance between them, they're, you know, they're okay with each other. They probably keep to their own separate areas. In the second level, we have a fallen forge mistress, which uh, or a fallen titan forge mistress, excuse me, which, you know, makes sense with the abandoned mines. And at the very bottom, we have uh, a Medusa queen who is actually rather far from the fallen Titan Forge mistress, which may become relevant. The dungeon's aesthetics are stark brutalism with slabs of flat, unadorned concrete. Uh, The weirdness in the dungeon is whispering voices of the departed. The dungeon was built by a band of wealthy dungeon bitches and the reason it was built was to house a menagerie of monsters. So basically we decided that it's a condo for dungeon bitches and their monster girlfriends, at least in the past.
0: May not still be that, but I don't know. Maybe the vampires are, are, are former dungeon bitches.
3: Yeah. I mean,
1: I'm looking at this map and I'm just kind of assuming like the vampires and maybe the spiders and the Medusa were all bitches. And looking at the massive gap between them, I'm just assuming that that molecule has had a horrible breakup at some point.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm getting some serious Bitterex energy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So, uh, which, way, which place seems more interesting to us uh, for just kind of exploring and finding plot?
2: Well, it sounds like one of them would be dealing with... Uh there's you know there's the two in the town there's like the two uh both bad religious factions uh who aren't fans of each other which which sounds like we'd probably get embroiled into some like maybe like adjacent to political stuff in some fashion and then in the dungeon it sounds like we uh would be drowning in uh sapphic drama
0: yeah yeah and babes don't forget the babes
2: and babes yeah Yeah, true yeah babes babes included Uh, no assembly (laughs) required
1: (laughs) like i'm i'm kind of looking at the characters that we've got and we have two that are very like political tied into human society characters and two that are quite monstrous so i can kind of see it going either way and it becomes a matter of, like, who wants to be playing the fish out of water and who wants to be playing the people in their elements.
0: Ooh, true. I don't mind playing a fish out of water.
3: Yeah. Okay,
0: cool. My poor bitch is going to rip her goddamn dress going into this
3: fucking dungeon. <laughs> yeah. She's going to be unhappy. Okay, cool. I am super glad I took one of the moves I did. Um,
0: <laughs> My moves are going to be super unhelpful in a dungeon, but that's okay.
3: You don't you don't know that. <laughs> Things could happen. Um okay. So now that we have our town and our dungeon yeah. talked about, let's talk about characters. So I am playing the magnificent Millicent.
1: Her deal is the invisible girl, which means that she is basically somebody who is absolutely terrified that the world is going to find out her horrible secret and has learnt to just blend into the background and not be noticed. And in Millicent's case, this is because she is, like, she's part of the upper classes, and she's kind of posh, and she's kind of privileged. And she is entirely supporting this lifestyle by the fact that she is, like, a professional criminal. Like, she does a lot of, you know, burglaries, she does a lot of daring robberies where she gets away with a mask and nobody knows who it was and i reckon there's like rumors flying around and nobody has connected you know the mysterious criminal to the completely useless upper class twit that nobody takes seriously so she's very much a um a social comedian like she's somebody who's presenting whichever face she needs to to the world which means This will move on to her particular moves, where she has second face, that basically means she has an alternate identity she can assume that will give her massive bonuses to escaping notice when she takes this disguise up. And in this case, this is going to be like her criminal identity, where like when she puts the mask on and when she gets her crime clothes on, she can like blend in much more easily. She then has wallflower which means that when she's watching somebody and they don't realise they're being watched, she gets bonuses to get information on them. And lastly, she has quietly, carefully, that means that whenever a scene is happening, she can just kind of choose to be there and, like, retroactively have been hiding there the whole time. And, like, when you choose to do this, you roll to see if people notice you at that point. And then you're either suddenly people notice that you're there, or you've been there the whole time, and nobody has noticed you yet. Then lastly, she has her sex move, which is basically whenever she ends up fucking somebody, like, because sex means different things for different people, it's going to have a particular effect that reflects like who she is and what it means for her and how she relates to the people she's, you know, involved with. And in this case, it lets her basically kind of expose part of herself that she keeps hidden to whoever she's with and then depending on how this person reacts either like she gets some benefits or they get some benefits and she gets hurt so it's a little bit of a gamble
0: trusting people with that and that's Millicent awesome are we also reading out the questions that we answered for our characters
1: oh yeah the questions um oh yeah that is a good point Let me pull that up. So, in terms of the questions, like the first one is what she's running from, which is pretty simple—it's poverty. The second one is what taught her that she needed to hide, which is like the first time she properly presented herself to society, and nobody noticed, like there was anything up with her, and she kind of got accepted because she realized that you can just pass yourself off as rich, and people will go along with that and then like what she wishes she didn't have to hide is her you know string of torrid and intense romantic relationships that would like the scandal would ruin her and then her relationships are she has one of the merchant's guild in town acts as a fence for her and therefore like He knows what's up and knows who she is and uses that as leverage over her to get her to do stuff for him. And then the other one is Trash Victory, one of our other characters, uh, relies on Millicent to smuggle alchemical drugs through to them. And this then brings us on to Trash Victory, who will explain more.
2: Yeah, I'm playing Trash Victory, uh, she, they, uh, for that one. Uh, she, Her deal is that she is the beast, so she is something other than human from a long line of monsters that existed before humanity and will exist after them. They are running from that whole little group of the noble who runs the town, the religious fundamentalists and the armed militia who are all kind of uh allied together because uh Trash Victory uh is a scavenger and was maybe eating some bodies that she found nice. uh finders keepers <laughs> and didn't realize that uh these but these people who were recently exsanguinated maybe still had their murderers about uh, and uh, who ended up being the militia who spotted uh, her. And so she had to quite literally fly off. But she's pretty sure nobody saw what she looked like as a human, only as a monster. Uh, so she thinks she's safe uh, from that, maybe, but still wary. I'm gonna, I think I want to skip over I- I- describing what their uh, mon- true monstrous form looks like until the first time that they take it on in the game. Absolutely. Uh, Hell yeah. And <laughs> keep everyone in suspense. Uh, but uh, what mannerisms betray their real nature? Uh, well, they're always hunched over. They have really bad posture. Um, and they don't. You know, like I said, they're a scavenger. They tend to linger around people who are sick or dying. Usually, it, it does often look a bit like they're loitering or like pacing around them. It's weird. Uh, but also, you know, like everybody else does. When she gets scared, she throws up and runs away. As um, one does, I know we can all relate to that. We all we've do all it. been there. You know, it's d- yeah, exactly. And then, as far as my relationships. The magnificent Millicent does know what I actually am. Uh, one time when she was bringing me, uh, some of my, uh, Blue Rune and, uh, Andrafal, which are in fact, uh, the fantasy HRT in our game because we have that. Uh, fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I was maybe allegedly in a graveyard eating bones um
3: (laughs) allegedly uh
2: i don't know who the grave robber is uh i know it's weird that it doesn't look like they're using a shovel it looks maybe like a like a claws or something not me not me i'm not doing it it's probably the religious fundamentalists. Are probably they're probably necromancers, like Sam said. You know, I mean, let's be real. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. So, <laughs> got it. Uh, so, Millic- <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Millicent does in fact know that uh, I am not human, and unfortunately, even though trash. Uh, who, by the way, uh, uh, it's uh, Vic to friends, but it's trash to you, bozo. Uh, I'm sorry, listener. I didn't mean to call you a bozo. I got excited. Anyway, <laughs> um, unfortunately, the leader of the militia, uh, who I've decided is named Atwater Woolridge, because that sounds sufficiently a little bit gross, um, did in fact end up figuring out, uh, connecting, uh, her human form to the monster that he saw that night uh so unfortunately she has been found out and just doesn't know it yet and uh i guess i probably should describe what she looks like as a human briefly Mm -hmm. though i do think it's fitting that we didn't describe millicent because she is the invisible girl uh but uh uh she's like five five she's a trans woman and she's got a like uh auburn mullet and a dress that's definitely too nice for her and definitely covered in dirt like someone who's often in a graveyard might and uh it is uh ripped down the sides like it's been torn up by something pretty fierce
3: hell yeah i love
1: that
3: what about uh your moves and your Oh, my sex move
2: and my move yeah i said the relationships luckily you Um, forgot
3: your move oh that's right yeah yeah
2: I've I forgot the mechanics. Uh mm-hmm. so my moves. I have <laughs> Beseech the Mother of Monsters. Uh basically I can um commune with my ancient terrible forebear. And when I do that uh to ask for guidance, I can ask for additional guidance because this is this basically modifies a general move that everyone can use called commune with strange powers, uh which lets you Ask a strange power for guidance essentially, uh, and so when I commune with her, I can ask an additional question, but she does then give me a task to advance her monstrous agenda in the uh, the waking mortal world and I do I do get punished uh, if I do, if I do shirk that duty. you know trash victory as the name might imply, is a little bit of a shit. But probably knows better than to go against what mom says uh, when mom is a giant monster who sleeps under the earth or whatever. Um, I also have uh, hematophagy, which is a move that does let me uh, drink blood and be pretty uh, satisfied by that. Don't really need to eat or sleep or anything if I get some of that. It's the good stuff. Uh I mostly eat bones, so it is an improvement it's a nice little treat sometimes and uh I actually can uh if I feed on a willing victim, we actually uh grow closer together and then uh in the form of a bond, which I guess we'll explain later when that comes up in the game probably and then uh I have the move scream uh which lets me scream uh it's very loud, it hurts people's ears uh and it probably breaks glass, hell yeah, and then uh, my sex move is called erotic adaptation uh when I have uh sex with someone uh after the fact, I get a permanent well semi permanent plus one to whichever stat is their best stat, and I take on uh one of their characteristics, whether that be like physical or behavioral, and I keep that characteristic and that plus one until the next time I sleep with someone and the move triggers again, and then I take stuff from them. Uh, Also, no matter how biologically impossible, I can be pregnant, because uh, I am a monster, and, uh, you know, nature finds a way. It's true.
0: It's so true. Uh, Oh, I think it's my turn now. Cool. Sure is. I am playing Fowlin, sheltered by the strength and wisdom of our illustrious shining lord. If I've already given her a dumb long name before no i didn't shut up (laughs) um (laughs) her deal is the disgraced princess listeners you may know that she is the sister of galen guarded by the grace and glory of our illustrious shining lord so i gave her a similar name my questions are of course what am i running from which is a destiny i do not want forever bound to the to do the work of a throne i do not even get the pleasure of sitting on What did I do to disgrace myself? I declared publicly that I would not marry to satisfy the need for an heir that my brother could not provide. And what do I miss from my old life? What don't I miss from my old life? I miss my clothes and my maids and not living in filth and despair all the time, but I miss practically everything. But not being bound to the hellish responsibility of the throne makes the suffering all worth it. Aww. Love it. My moves are diplomacy, which basically I'm really good at diplomacy. I've been taught to handle negotiations and stuff. And so I get to d- do a bunch of stuff that lets me do that. My other move is wealth is power. I have basi- basically my moves are I'm rich and I'm good at talking. So that's going to go mm. great in a dungeon. Um, <laughs> my sex move is be mine. And that basically means that sex is all about power and I'm in control. I assert my dominance and I can give her a command when I'm done. And if she follows through, she gains an experience. And if she ignores it, she takes a hurt. My relationships are, uh, I think we said Millicent really, um, yes, yeah. kind of jealous of, I didn't write that one down. Cause I, we figured it out like right before we started recording. I mean,
1: Millicent um, thinks you're amazing and wants to be you.
0: Yeah, pretty much. And my second uh relationship is galen my brother very much wants me to come back and keep doing his job for him but i absolutely refuse to come home until our parents give up on me having you know a kid because he can't because he's gay and they're more accepting of him being gay
3: than me being gay because you know men double standards double standards yep because he's their precious boy
0: even though I'm the only person with any brains in this household. <laughs>
3: yeah, well, that's why. And I will be playing uh, Lothalay Willowbow. Um, she uses she or Fay pronouns. Uh, her deal is uh, Fay is the witch. What is she running from? Uh, the people who don't understand that I'm not lesser because, well, because my mother was a monster and because I use old ways to help others. So I'm not taking the beast deal because my character is more about kind of like prejudices about uh, using old knowledge and old wisdom to uh, do things. Um, But I am still half monster. My mother was, one of my mothers was a tree monster. The other of my mothers was human. And so I have to hide my monstrous things and so i am more at odds with my monstrosity than trash victory is what secrets do i know uh i know the name of the mistress uh of the noble in town because she has come to me for reproductive aid before and what have i sacrificed for uh my power It's uh, my home. Uh, Basically, I got ran out of my hometown, uh, both for being a witch and being part monster. I can never return, I can never see my mother again, and I can never be innocent. My moves are witchcraft, uh, which allows me to gain access to a certain number of uh, spells, including glamour, animal tongues, shroud, second sight, shape-shifting psychometric reading, or psychometr- psychometric sounds easier to pronounce, reading, and repellent ward. Um, but I also have an extended repertoire, which means all of those spells are available to me instead of just the the basic three that um, we start out able to cast as a witch. And the other move that I have is monstrous sympathy, Um, My place outside society has its perks, uh, bringing me closer to the more monstrous powers in the world. When I parlay with them, that closeness lets me empathize where others would only be left in amazement, and I'm attributing that to the fact that I am half monstrous myself. Mm -hmm. So uh, there are alternative moves to sex moves because Lothalai doesn't really... She doesn't fuck. So um, I took an intimacy move for her. And the intimacy move intimacy move is, I know you. Um, I get a brief flash of insight into my companion and her place in the universe. I know the proper signs and symbols to invoke when I want to use subtle magic on her to her benefit. Um, and that's got some nifty mechanical bonuses for helping others. So, it's cool.
2: Yeah. Uh, and then I think, j- just to cut in really fast on the intimacy moves... Uh just like with the sex moves, they trigger uh when the person who has them says they would. Uh because what um what would count as like an important and close intimate moment is gonna be different from person to person. Uh but uh you know, ace people can still have uh important connections. Yeah.
3: It's very good. And as an ace person I I do appreciate the inclusion of this, so it's good stuff. Oh, thank you. Um yeah. So, for my relationships, um, another uh, dungeon bitch has shared an intimate secret with me. I know that Trash Victory is a grave robber. Uh, what? I well, okay. I I I'm not saying I saw. I'm not saying I saw Vic somewhere, but I'm not saying I didn't see Vic somewhere. <sighs> Fuck. Well, actually, what I, I don't. I don't know. So... Are Are Loth-Li and uh, Trash Victory on Vic? Terms? Yeah. Okay.
2: I I think I th- I think they're on Vic terms. You know, I mean, if I if I have come uh to you uh for some one-on-one monster therapy and admitted that maybe I steal bones and put them in my mouth, then you know, I feel like I feel like he can probably call me Vic. I feel Sounds like that's, good.
3: Yeah. Um. And somebody taught me my magic. Who was she? Benevolent or using me as a pawn? Whatever the case, uh, she gets two bonds on you and uh my educated education started with the old quote unquote hag called dara who lived at the edges of my hometown just like we did uh she was kind to me when others weren't and she just wanted to have a legacy because her children had abandoned her um and i think they abandoned her because uh she too was a witch mhm so mhm all right all right so i think the question now for me at least is like
1: because this is a one shot i think we Mm -hmm. want to have like one thing that we are trying to do and we'll either Mm -hmm. like burn through and manage that or fail disastrously and delightfully by the end of the Mm -hmm. session so like what do we reckon would be an interesting goal that we're working towards
3: so here's my pitch and (laughs) feel free to um shoot it down but We've got a sacrificial pit at the bottom of the dungeon. We do indeed. Mm -hmm. And we also have somebody who eats bones. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Um, So I think it may be one of those things where the graveyard has become too hot and so we need to find another place for Trash Victory to be able to have a meal.
0: (laughs) I I do want to say Fallon would be starkly against this. Fallon is I, I do I do feel like Fallon is not aware that she is traveling with two non-humans. I mean, you say that.
1: Isn't one of us literally visibly part tree?
0: Yes. Okay, so maybe she's figured that part out. But Yes.
1: <laughs> I kind of like the idea of like, well, that's an amazing thing you've done with your hair. How did you get all those leaves in it like that? <laughs> but,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or she's like, ah, so, huh, you're corrupted well, by your magic. That makes sense. Uh-huh. Yeah.
2: Well, well you know, uh, f- face tall, so, you know, you go walk into the woods and some sticks and leaves, you know, you're just going to get bopped and they might get yeah. stuck up there. It's fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it.
3: Yeah. We could also tell Fallon that we have other motives and then keep the, the bone motive on the down low because there's also a Medusa Queen down there we could have heard yeah. rumors about.
2: Yeah, we could say that we, like, want to go chat with her and, like, yeah. uh, the our high society bitches could parlay with her and maybe we yeah. could try to, like, uh, see if uh, her um, monstrous goals and our desire to not have this religious schism end in the worst way possible uh, mm-hmm. up topside uh, maybe could come together. Yeah. And that could be uh, a- another, another reason yeah. to go down to the dungeon, the same sort of area. Yeah. Like-
1: the other thing which I'm obviously thinking here is, like, Millicent has an instant hook to do anything of just, like, yeah, her merchant fence slash blackmailer wants something, chop chop, go do it. Or just, like, she's in it for the cash. Um, Yeah. I feel like as soon as somebody goes, hey, do you want to go down a dungeon, Millicent's going to be like, well, you know, it is full of treasure.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I feel like Balin (laughs) may have, like, kind of latched on to Millicent as like uh, oh somebody el- thank god somebody else from my part of society who is also out here like thank god i'm yeah. not alone and so she's just sticking with millicent because she's like i don't i don't trust anybody else nobody else gets me oh
1: <laughs> i i like the idea that all of these characters kind of know each other already because like i don't know like we all have links linking between each other and so i like yeah. the idea that as soon yeah. as one of us needs to go down there like yeah. the, like the word spreads to everybody else and goes wait no that makes
0: perfect sense we should all yeah i like the idea that maybe we don't all know each other but we all know at least one of the other people so that like yeah yeah so it's like like, we're, like a couple of you are like friends of friends but like i know at least one yeah. of you enough well enough that like we do all end up it's like those groups of people that end up hanging out not because they know each other but because someone knows someone else and like you end up at a party and it's like i don't know you but like you seem cool because this person trusts you yeah mm-hmm. yeah
1: so i guess my question here is like do we want to start out by planning Or do we want to go in medias res, like, at the entrance to the place?
3: So, I really like the in medias res that, Mm -hmm. like, uh, Forged in the Dark games have. Mm -hmm. It's so fun to just jump in and then we can ad hoc plan later as we need. We can pretend we had plans. Mm -hmm. Works for me.
0: Everything that happened definitely happened on purpose.
3: Yeah.
2: That's right. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm sure everyone on the journey will feel really comfortable with the fact that trash brought literally no provision of any kind.
0: Oh god. I mean, if you've got a backpack, <laughs> maybe it's in there. I don't know.
2: Yeah. <laughs> there, there is a backpack, and it's it's empty right now for sure. Yeah. Like... Also,
0: every ever since you started talking about how your character eats bones, I've just been thinking about. That uh-huh. one Tumblr post that's like, people really don't like to hear that a deer's favorite meal is uh human finger bones. <sighs> oh
3: <my God. laughs> Jesus Christ.
2: Yeah. Well
0: that that deer just love to chew
2: on human finger bones. <laughs> nom nom. Uh yeah, I will say, it is the the animal that my beast form is based on. Genuinely over eighty percent of the uh the calories they get are from eating bones and the marrow inside of them.
0: Are you some sort of vulture?
2: I, I I'm a bearded vulture. It's based on a bearded vulture. Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, I recognize Shh,
0: the barfing thing as being it. a vulture thing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and you hunched over and whatever else. I mean, else, you, you do know.
1: say that, but there's so many animals that have fun vomit. <laughs> like, I can't remember which one it is True,
0: but specifically the when you run away and then like, like, like when you get yeah. scared, you barf. That's a vulture thing.
2: <laughs> or a sea Look, cucumber. you just don't want to get... You just don't want to get weighed down, you know? Exactly. It makes it easier to fly. You just... Yeah, my tummy is so heavy because I eat so many bones. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) 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 We can start at the dungeon, though. That sounds great. I don't know how the gameplay (laughs) of this game works. Like, how,
0: like, starting the gameplay works. (sighs) I'm
2: going to be real. Um, uh, So, I mean, Emily, if you want to... I guess you... Like,
1: the game (laughs) suggests that you kind of hash out a reason why you all need to go down a dungeon and then start at the entrance. So, like, I reckon, like, Millicent will have shown up and she's kind of dressed... You know that thing that posh people do where they have their outdoors hunting clothes that are still very posh, where it's, like, you know, expensive tweed and, you know, very expensive, very shiny boots. She's got all of that going on. She has a little domino mask. And Are like you- her backpack, you can kind of see that she has brought wine and cheese rather than useful supplies and thinks that she is here for a <laughs> jolly good time and won't this be sporting.
0: Are you oh. wearing jodhpurs?
1: <laughs> Absolutely, I am wearing jodhpurs.
0: Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> I mean, I definitely show up in like, you know, sort of like riding habit type things. So it's like a sporty outfit, but it's very, still very feminine. It's still very like, mm-hmm. it's definitely a dress. Like, yeah, Fallon is like wearing a dress with a little like coat and has like a shoulder bag rather than a backpack. And of course, you know, Millicent brought, you know, food and like wine and cheese, you know, for for our adventure. So I've got like my embroidery with me and like, you know, <laughs> something that I might if I if I might need to like kill some time or whatever while you guys mm-hmm. are off, you know, sniffing around corners. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um. I guess, okay, I did lie when I said Trash Victory brought nothing. Um, so they, they are wearing literally the only dress, uh, that anyone who knows them has ever seen them wear. Uh, it is dirtier than last time, in case you were wondering. Um, but, uh, she does have a very rusty lantern and a little bit of oil that was rendered out of the fat of an animal that she will not disclose. <laughs> Cool.
0: Was Fallon people? is like giving her the stink eye like, uh, am I in danger? <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought you said your friends were gonna be here. <laughs>
1: Darling, this is trash. Trash is lovely. They won't hurt you. I'm <laughs> um, going you know, to meet you. If, if, if anything scary happens if anything scary happens, sweetie stand behind trash, not in front. Very important, very important. That is... That is a lovely outfit you've got there. What did you get? It? Who made it? Where did you get that? Anyway, yes. Stand behind Trash.
3: <laughs> uh, because Trash,
1: Trash. is. Trash. Um, she'll be. Fallon, impressive like. Expressive sort of, in a crisis.
0: She, like, holds her hand out a little limply, like, as if she's, like, offering it to you to kiss or whatever. And she's like, uh, charmed. <laughs> she looks a little uncomfortable still.
2: And, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Trash does. She gives a grin and, uh, I think this might end up being the first roll of the game. Uh, and it, it, I am going to roll flirt because... Hell yeah, you're going to roll Oh, um, yeah. But, uh, I'll roll before I... No, I'll describe what's happening first. Uh, yeah, so Trash, uh, with her grubby fucking hands will, uh, will take, uh, it'll take Fallon's hand and, uh give it a kiss and then like look up through the fringe of her ratty ass mullet and go <laughs> nice to meet you uh, in, in a bad, in a probably bad attempt at sounding sexy. And that's, uh, I will now describe uh what moves are like, I guess, cause I'm doing one. Um, so this is a part by the Apocalypse game. So moves get triggered by uh what happens in roleplay. If you've seen Powered by Apocalypse stuff. Familiar with that? Uh we've got four stats, uh hard, soft, subtle, and queer. Hard, for the record, is not explicitly like a a a physical thing or whatever. Like it is your propensity to do and cope with violence, which has Less to do with your muscles and more to do... It's how much of a bastard you how are. How much shit you've seen and how much of a bastard you are. Mm. Um, <laughs> and how much of a bastard I am is a lot. I'm not that good at queer. Uh, so I'm rolling... One of our core moves is flirt. Uh, so I'm gonna... Uh, it's just a queer move. So I'm gonna add my queer stat, which is minus one. Rolling 2d6. Hey! I got a success. Wow. Nice. Um... So on a success with flirt, and this is uh, kind of a, a, an important thing for us, is that I am not the one who chooses the outcome of the move. It's the person who's being flirted with because consent's important. So that's cool, Fowlin. You get to choose one or both of the options, uh, which are uh, you offer me something. That you think I want, or we each get a bond on each other, um, hmm. which I will uh, also quick explain. Uh, bonds. Well,
0: are... since I just met you, I have no idea yeah. what you might want. What I would want. Yeah. So I guess we get a bond on each other. It's a great time for a bond. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put uh, which... bonds on the document underneath Ooh. everything else that I've got. Yeah,
3: sorry. That's... I forgot the bonds place, so you have to add it. He's so that's smarter than what i'm then. doing
2: i've just yeah i have got him in a notepad document I, i'll copy him over later um in just a sec but uh yeah so bonds uh if anyone's played uh monster oh hearts God, for stupid. example uh, monster hearts they're similar to they're called threads in that game i think or strings. Uh, strings except here uh whereas in that game uh they tend to be used to uh you know, try to get people to do what you want. Uh, here, it is pretty explicitly a measure of how close you are together, and it's usually going to be used to help each other's roles not fail when the going gets rough.
0: Or ice leverage. Yeah. Awesome. So when you get a bond with someone, do you just get, like, plus one to helping with that, or what?
2: Um, So they are uh, a, so yes,
1: they are a pool
0: of points right. that
1: you can spend to
0: do stuff.
1: Awesome. So you can use them to, like, give them plus one or minus one to a roll. Or to give plus one or minus one to rolls involving them. Or you can spend them to like offer somebody XP to do a thing. And then there's some moves that care about them as well.
0: So these are tally marks, not plus minus whatever. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And you can spend more than one bond at a time. So if you've got like five bonds on someone and they uh, rolled catastrophically badly, you could blow all of them to make that one roll a success.
0: Yeah. Nice. Cool.
1: which like i found a lot of the time How- people slowly <laughs> build up bonds and then there's like that one critical move which you need to work and just everybody spends all of them and the power of friendship saves the day it's great
0: nice
2: yeah it's definitely a thing where we've had the uh, uh in in longer games oh, so
0: it's a on or from I'm, I'm like looking at the way that you guys are noting your bonds
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, we each get a bond on each other. So you've got a bond from me and a bond on me.
0: Perfect. So, should I should I be marking down that I have bonds from and on people, or should I just mark which ones I have on?
2: Yeah, I th- we we tend to mark them, uh, and then just obviously if they if they spend it, then every you yeah. you also mark that they don't have that on you anymore. Um, awesome. But it's just easy to keep track of that. Uh, uh, or easier to be able to see it on your own sheet. Yeah, but yeah, we've definitely found that. Uh, it, yeah, this won't happen. This is a one shot. But uh, in longer games, uh, sessions tend to kind of alternate between uh downtime, like. We had a literal hot springs episode in the first oh, uh, uh test game. Uh and then sessions where shit hits the fan and every bond gets spent and people get hurt in permanent serious ways. Uh and then you cool off again before things get too bad. <laughs> um Yeah. Anyway, uh what's uh lie. what what's why what are you why are you up to at the, the dungeon entrance?
3: So I think I'm probably like the last to come and I have a pack that not full to bursting or anything, but you know, I've got a fairly large pack because I'm like six foot five or six foot six and um Hot. I'm not wearing, I'm not wearing like my scarves that I usually wear to kind of like obscure the fact that my hair is mostly leaves because we're going dungeoneering. And I'm just like, okay, so you succeeded on flirting. And so instead of rolling my eyes at you flirting, I'm just kind of like, I arch an eyebrow because I can't quite believe that worked on Fallon because (laughs) she looks like the type of person that it wouldn't work on. Oh,
0: absolutely. I mean, like, she also was like, like, she was charmed sort of against her will there. She was like, all right, okay, Mm -hmm. that was a little charming. (sighs)
2: Mm -hmm. But she still kind of (laughs) flinches a little bit
0: when your, like, dirty hand touches hers. Yes. Uh, uh,
2: Trash's uh, grin gets uh, much bigger, and uh, they give a wink and feel pretty satisfied with a disgruntled... Ah, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) The longer we're in a cave together, uh, the longer she's confident you'll start to maybe see something charming in uh this this very, very dirty, dirty woman.
0: <laughs> <God>. Like Fallon <Fowlet laughs> is definitely the kind of person who would like touch something wet in the sink and like screech and be like, Oh what is that? What is that? What is that? Oh, <laughs> yes. uh. oh
2: goodness.
3: Uh. I think maybe I put a hand on Trash's shoulder and I'm just like all right, there. We've got a job to do, not people to do.
0: <laughs> I I not so discreetly, like, wipe my hand off on a handkerchief when you take your hand away. <laughs> oh, God. I tuck the handkerchief uh, into a look, separate pocket uh, for dirty handkerchiefs. <laughs> uh, oh,
2: my God. Look, 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 Loth. I, here's the thing. Is that... I'm gonna call... Anyway, um... I can multitask, alright? I can do things and people. It's fine. Simultaneously. Um simultaneously. Also, uh, do you want to carry my lantern? You're a, you're you are like so much taller than me.
0: I like look I, I look lawful eye like up and down. Very far up and very far down, you know? <laughs> like a whole once over,
3: but like craning my head up to look at you because you're tall <laughs> um I think I I think Wathalai looks at Vic and is just like I really don't like fire but oh, I will hold the lantern uh, for you and then uh, uh
2: right.
3: Faye, Faye takes the lantern in one hand but just like mm. pinches pinch, you know holds it out really far and like pinches it so it's just like uh fair fingers are as far away as possible from the flame
0: i'm gonna just like take a look uh, at that and be like hmm we're still outside right we're still just like waiting around at the entrance
2: yeah we we yeah i just didn't didn't want to uh a, a little bit of out of character uh i uh am not good at spotting things uh so trash Probably should not be the one on point.
3: <laughs> no,
0: that's that's valid. <laughs> so valid. Um I I was actually gonna say that Fowland sort of like like sees how tentative Loth is about like holding that lantern and is like Hold on a moment. And she like goes off into the trees to find like a long ish, sturdy stick to like tie the lantern to. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I take that stick and I hold it. Like I don't hold it way out, but I do hold it and then I kind of like extend my hand to Fowlin, and I'm like, "Thank you. I'm Lothali. Uh I really appreciate that. Um you you might be able to tell I I don't like fire that much. And I I, I kind of uh the fla- the the leaves in your hair are very pretty. How do you get them to the stay like that? Y- you know, it Sometimes I just wake up and they're like that.
0: Huh. Interesting. Uh,
3: ah, anyway. Preacher. No
0: elaboration. <laughs> uh, she thought that they were like, you were wearing like a, like a flower crown or something
3: of leaves. No. It's it's genuinely more like, you know, I rolled through, rolled through leaves. <laughs> Incredible. I love it.
2: We all got to do it sometimes. Sometimes this is what okay. I do. Yeah. So with running through the the dungeons uh to out uh, of character before going to a scene. Um I think usually the move would be uh we can roll uh up some stuff if we want like dangers or events mm-hmm. uh when we go somewhere uh and if yep. there's like a monster or something we can roll up on the monsters and see what's going on if we want to just leave stuff random or we could also just Mm kind of decide what the rooms we're going into were like and yeah describe our scenes and and also we we definitely could just skip forward to like important parts of the dungeon and kind of ignore the (laughs) intermeaning yeah like
1: a lot of it's an empty corridor and it's boring just skip that you know a montage happens and then
0: I think, like, some description of montage parts of, like, like how our characters are moving is interesting, but, like, yeah. otherwise, yeah. Mm. Yeah,
1: like, I reckon, That's ask a question, has anybody here been in the dungeon before?
0: I mean, Fallon certainly hasn't.
3: Mm.
2: Mm-hmm. Has Trash been to the dungeon? Um, let me remind myself of what the shallow stuff's like. You know what? Trash... Uh, has visited the the group of shapeshifting spider puppet masters uh to hang out with them and have a party once. Mm-hmm.
0: Incredible,
3: yeah. I was I was gonna say that Lothalaya has probably had dealings with the spider puppet masters because they probably can provide like silk that they can use in fair spells mm-hmm. as just like a reagent. But that's like on the surface level. So nothing deep in, but that might also be mm-hmm. where we hear the rumors about what's in the bottom of the dungeon too.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um like So if we oh, in
1: calmly. Like I I definitely feel like Millicent is like she's probably ventured in a little bit because, you know, tomb robbing, tomb robbing is fun.
0: Tomb, <laughs> tomb robbing is sporting.
1: Um <laughs> but probably not gone very far. Is this a tomb? Mm. Part of it's a tomb. Yes, well, that's right. Part of it
2: yeah, is a tomb. Yeah, that's true. Forgot. Yeah. So if we want, um, we could just montage our way to the spiders mm-hmm. and have a, a scene mm-hmm. there, kind of talking to them some and getting our bearings.
3: Yeah,
0: absolutely. Mm-hmm. I like that. During this montage, Fowlin is like very carefully, like tiptoeing around things that look gross, like. She's definitely like you know picking her steps very very carefully in her like fashionable little booties. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
0: You know she's she's wearing like you know inch and a half ho- tall heels, low heels for the <laughs> yeah <laughs> for sporting reasons. Low. She's wearing low heels,
3: inch and a half. Yeah. Oh my god, low.
0: that's that's pretty low um, when it comes to heels.
2: Like <laughs> uh, I, I don't know where most of their sneakers uh i've worn heels in like two years so i guess you know what uh i'm showing i'm showing uh my foolishness here it just sounds like a lot uh uh trash definitely thinks it's a lot i don't even know trash has shoes probably not uh actually definitely not they totally barefoot yeah they would get uh she wore shoes once and then quickly found out that she shouldn't um (laughs) but uh so uh, a question, um, because obviously this does uh, eventually start to turn to like brutalist architecture. Do we think it's like kind of a bit of a uh, a cave uh, in some parts, or do we think oh. like the whole thing's kind of structured?
0: It's the
1: whole concrete. thing structured. Slabs of concrete. Yeah, like I think it's <laughs> built rather
0: than a cave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think okay. I think it's like mine It's Fucking Minecrafty. Absolutely. I like the idea of also that it's like there are some parts that are in worse repair than others. So like you have to step around like mm-hmm. chunks of the ceiling that have fallen in. But like, yeah, the intended look of this place is very much like smooth concrete walls, mm-hmm. or I guess like smooth. Mm-hmm. Magical stone walls. If we don't think <laughs> concrete is a thing yet. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
3: Quick question. Yeah. Do we have yep. to get past the vampire broods to get to the spiders, or do we get to the spiders un unhindered? Um.
2: Well, I mean, I guess it's up to us if we think that there is a passageway that just goes from the entrance to the spiders.
3: Yeah. Is it more interesting to deal with vampires, or are we not interested in that? I
0: mean,
3: I'm always down to deal with vampires. <laughs> I don't know,
0: maybe oh Gary is there. <laughs> I'm just going to stop finding myself.
2: If, I mean, if we have to go through the vampires, I do think that, I mean, that would presumably mean that Lothalai and Trash uh, have at least encountered them before. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I think uh, if that's the case, Trash... Is kind of beefing with them for no real reason, other than like uh, she thinks it's decadent that they just drink blood instead of having it as a treat. Sometimes, like save some for the rest of us, you know. Like Mm -hmm. you're leaving so many fucking bones behind, uh, and that's (laughs) really a fucking waste. And that's kind of rude.
3: (laughs) Oh, what if, uh, what if the vampires? Because like the vampires probably don't care about Lothlai because you can't really drink sap as a vampire. So, what mm. if the vampires typically don't pay much attention to us, but now that we have two uh, fresh humans with us? Oh, and they look like I they're mean,
2: from fine society and stuff. Oh, no. Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> they're a little, they're <laughs> a little soft
1: and fat, yeah. I think Millicent <laughs> has been down here before and has just gone, those are some vampires and I am going to go... Via the alternate route, <laughs> and we go near that. And now we're
0: the other way.
1: <laughs> now we're walking yeah. straight towards them. And I think there's going to be like a moment of Millicent, kind of looking between the two people who are definitely monsters, <laughs> and just feeling like, you know, you know, ah, uh, you you people go on ahead. I will catch right up with you, but. I need to uh powder my nose in this little alcove here, and I'll, I'll be right with you. keep on
0: going I'll catch up just 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 don't worry about me uh and fallon like fucking freezes and goes what are you are you are you leaving me alone with them? Are
3: you... i like are you I like to like... trash... are,
0: sure are you are
1: you trash is lovely, and if anything bad happens, stand behind them <laughs>
2: I don't know about uh, this uh also no it, you're fine you're fine also sweetheart um uh uh Fowl. that's your name now um look
3: mm.
2: here's the thing <laughs> here's the thing if you hear me okay uh-huh. if you hear me yell free bird i need you yes i need you i are you listening? I'm I need listening. you to cover your ears, okay?
0: Right. I look. I'm looking at you like you're fucking crazy. Like what? <laughs>
3: like your like your life depends on it. Okay. Just hey. just do what just do what they say. Uh, all right.
2: Okay. Great. Okay. Listen,
0: yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Listen, are you sure? Are you sure you? Yes. You
2: go uh,
3: ahead.
0: I, I'm gonna
1: powder my can I nose. Wait with
0: you? Oh! I'll avert my eyes. No,
1: no, you can't. You'll only slow me down.
3: <sighs> slow you down? <laughs> what? Oh.
1: I have a nose to powder. Chop, chop! Off, off, go! <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: tr- trash puts out an elbow. Uh, is is the to motion for Fowlin to take it? <laughs>
0: Oh, she like very reluctantly like puts just her fingertips on it. But the moment she hears something scary, she's going to be like clinging to you for dear life.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's how it goes.
1: It is at this point, I would like to have Millicent, um, I can roll to escape notice and just kind of fade into the background. She's following the party. She's she's there in the shadows, but she is hidden at this point. And she'll emerge at
0: some point when dramatically interesting. Awesome. The only two moves that I have are, I have money and speak to me. So this is going great.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's going very well. Everyone else
0: here can do like magic and shit. My magic is here, have a dollar.
2: Well, you know, to be fair, you know, you never know with vampires. Maybe that'll work.
3: Um, we should come up with a douchey vampire name for the first vampire that we meet. Oh, God. G- Garion. Um.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, here's, uh, here's the thing. We might end up having to punch Garion. Are you okay with that? I mean, Garion deserves to be punched, first of all.
0: Always deserves it. (laughs) Second of all, though, like, we can have Garion be there in the background and come up with a douchier vampire. Garion can be one of the other vampires. Sorry. For listeners who haven't listened before and for our guests, Garion is a character that I've played multiple times before in other episodes, and he is a vampire. (laughs) I see. (laughs) Which is why I've been goofing. I mean, I feel like
1: you will, if you continue down this road, you'll probably, like... Find like one massive vaulted chamber where the vampires hang out, and they have like their own little alcoves in the side of the room where they rest, and then a big central area where they kind of hold courts, and they're kind of doing like a like in my head like a mockery of noble courts. Absolutely. the fact, they're all nobles. They all have titles. There's no peasants here. The peasants all die immediately. It's very fancy. Yeah. I
0: like the idea that they're sitting on a lot of, like, old stolen furniture. Like, this place yep. is full yep. of just, like, vaguely broken noble, noble people's furniture and stuff. Because, like, these... I like the idea. I've been watching a lot of Adventure Time. I like the sort of, like, Adventure Time vampires thing where they just sort of, like, float everywhere and are just generally kind of, like, vibing. Yeah. Yeah, I can get with that. I love it. <laughs> they're just kind of vibing.
2: Oh, darling, your couch is only from the 7th century.
1: <laughs> so new. But, like, I feel like they have, like, a herald or, like, a mistress of introductions or something like that. Someone
0: with a little tiny, a little bugle to be like, oop, oop. Yeah. <sighs> Um,
1: who, like, is, I don't know, like, assuming we aren't all, well, assuming the rest of you aren't trying to sneak past will make a formal announcement of like you know presenting three weird strangers to the court for their entertainment Absolutely. and then there's some fugal and then we'll kind of motion to you to introduce yourselves whilst just this room full of vampires just stares <laughs>